0: Welcome to another episode of the official catch up. Today, I'm joined again by Chris. Where we're joined by Sean McCarty, midfielder for Hearts. How are you doing today, Sean?
1: I'm all right. I'm good.
0: Keeping yourself, um, keeping yourself quite busy, yeah.
1: Trying my best. I try my best. Got plenty of time because I'm off work tonight. But uh, I'm able to do a wee bit of work online, trying to keep myself fit, get get a few workouts done and stuff. So it's not been too bad so far. See how it uh, keeps up. Yeah. So you're a personal trainer. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Self-employed personal trainer. So
0: I've we've obviously I've seen a lot kicking about with your your Joe Wicks and what have you, the world Mr. Motivator. I think has came back as well. Have you been doing a wee bit of online stuff?
1: i have you been, aye, I've been been trying to do my best to just sort of touch base with my own clients, potentially new ones, doing sort of live feeds and stuff. I had one on Instagram the other day. A few of the boys jumped on that and gave me a bit of stick for it, but it's been good. It's, it's <laughs> helped, me, it helped me keep busy. My clients yeah. have sort of appreciated it, and even. Throughout the slag and I got off the boys. A few of them actually said it was all right, so I was I was pleased with that.
0: I ask you, that's um. I suppose that's what you want. You want a little bit, of, a wee bit of banter with the boys. Bob. Ah, exactly, you know
1: exactly. They, uh, yeah. they get a right laugh out seeing the boys giving me sticks. So it's <laughs> that's bound. So
0: how how are you finding your clients are finding it? Because obviously they're um. They'll be getting used to coming out, seeing you quite regularly, and obviously everything that's hit them is probably going to. Be, a lot of these guys will be working
1: towards something. Is it? Is it having quite a big impact? Ah, it's it's quite tough. You, you I've sort of found the mixed bag so far. as there's loads that sort of motivations went through the floor. Just the the fact a lot of people struggle without the gym in itself. Uh, in terms of mm. like, obviously at home, there's there's only so much you can do. A lot of them struggle without me, which is obviously another difficulty. But on the flip side, I've had a few people who've actually probably made the most of having more time. So although it's maybe not as good as they would do in the gym. They found the fact that maybe they're not at work, they're at home all day, means they're able to get two sessions in a day or whatever. So it's been a mixed bag. There is obviously ones that, that struggle in terms of I've got a few people who are used to coming to see me three, four five times a week. And it's a big change for them to then have to force themselves to work out in their back garden. But as yeah. I say, a few people have made the most of it, and hopefully me just keeping on top of them as well keeps them sort of going. So it's been all right so far.
0: That's nice, brilliant. I'm, I suppose, I fall into that
1: latter category
0: because I've been training to do a full marathon for the first all time right. this year, and I've been making the most. So I've been out near enough every day since I started. That's been my the exercise. So I suppose I've benefited from it, but I can understand Hi. how some people will. You know it will maybe be a bit of a back given
1: that's going on i especially obviously i've got a couple as well who whose work actually gets more intense at this time so you know it's a struggle yeah. if you've got kids you're trying to work from home and stuff so it's, it's no easy so it's just about getting everyone working as best they can because you know obviously for you it's great that's something you can continue to train towards but if i've got people that are training for maybe strength goals or whatever it's tough yeah. you not got access to any weights in the house you're maybe no going to be making progress towards that it's just keeping yourself as best you can and almost limiting what you lose kind of thing but as i say it's helped as well the weather and stuff people have been getting out and about for the most part and making the most of their one activity a day because sometimes when you you limit it to that it actually makes people appreciate it a wee bit more because they know that's the only chance they're going to get
0: yeah absolutely and i'm absolutely and i'm sure like um like you say i'm sure a lot of them are going to be benefiting from having having knew that it kind going back to you, to yourself and football, you made your start at Hutchie Vale at their youth programme. How how did you find that? Because 'Cause they've got quite a, a reputation for being um well, they've got a pretty strong good reputation for churning out decent players. How how did you find playing for, for Hutchie Vale when you were younger?
1: I, I loved it. I loved it. Obviously it's it's all I'd ever really known boys club-wise because I was there from I was 6, 7 till I was 14. So it was the only club I'd sort of known, but I loved it. All, all the coaches there were brilliant. It was well run. I had Tam Smith as my coach, and obviously he he kind of runs the whole thing. So that was yeah. an added bonus as well. You know, we got well looked after when I was there. We went to tournaments. We went and played senior clubs and stuff. So it was brilliant. And as you say, the record sort of speaks for itself in terms of the amount of boys they've brought through. Different clubs, different age groups, and and most of all, despite the fact it's obviously it's serious, it's competitive. You know, in my time there, we won God knows how many trophies. It was enjoyable as well, and they always made sort of a big push to keep it that way, which I think at that age is is right, is the way it should be.
0: Yeah, I because I think um, despite their strong reputation, at times they've got sticks for to perhaps oh, you know, too competitive.
1: You see it at times. Don't get me wrong; like you see it. It's hard as well because it's one of those things is that people are going to give them stick because I know at my age it was the same. My wee brother plays for Hutchie just now. it's They're always signing the best players from other clubs yeah. and that's, that's always going to get them stick. But I know from experience as well, sometimes it's actually that the boys want to come to them naturally. So it works both ways. Don't get me wrong. There was a few times I could see why people disliked us, but it's that same thing. If you're a successful team, the chances are you're not going to have too many people that love you across the board.
0: Yeah, and to be honest, you you always want to be playing with the same you know people at the same level as aye, yourself because aye, that's aye, how you're going to get the best out of yourself. Um, who were some of the notable people that or other players that you had in your team then while you were down spend your time? Um, here?
1: so I had Regan Hendry who was at Celtic and now at Raith Rovers, Uh, Ethan Hamilton who was he's at, he was at Man United. He's on loan somewhere just now. He was at Shrewsbury. I don't know if he's still there. Uh, he's down south. Uh, Jack Cook that was at uh, Berwick I had Cammy Milne Who played at Cove Rangers Last year When they won the league uh, i trying to think I think that's all the ones That have sort of Stepped up into The, the senior game Relatively recently But there's a fair few That did, did quite well at, You know I'm sure there's probably another couple I've came across In the Lowland League as well But yeah. it, it was a decent Sort of track record For our squad It wasn't bad at all
0: And how um, Do you keep in touch With those boys And follow their careers Quite closely Or have you I drifted a yes. wee bit
1: still really close with Reagan and uh, and Cammy Milne, probably two of my best friends, still still see them regularly, keep in touch with them and stuff. So it is good. And then a few other boys who never made it as far in the game but who I still sort of keep in touch with. And all of them I'm relatively friendly with that if I saw them out and about, you know, I would chat away to them kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So Scottish Cup wise, um you'd love to see uh Kelty to draw Wraith, I suppose so you'd get to go ah, up that against one a, your, that would be an, in, an interesting one an, an old match up against <laughs> one of my best mates that would be fun absolutely and obviously that at Vale time that um gave you a bit of a pathway into to playing for hearts um and you you started off i suppose you signed your first senior um contract with hearts how did you find that step up because hearts are obviously a, a huge a huge club how did you find playing there
1: I loved it. I uh, I have been a Hearts fan, went I was a season ticket holder when I was younger, I went home and away with my dad. Loved it. Um it was a step up. I, I found it relatively okay because at Hutchie, as I say, I was lucky that, you know, we'd travelled down south to play teams, to train with teams. We'd played the vast majority of senior clubs in Scotland. So it wasn't totally new to me, but you know, obviously it was a step up and as well. One thing that I'd never sort of experienced at Hutchie is when you start playing up above your own age level, you know, playing boys two, three, four years older, that's a bit of an experience the first couple of times you do that. That's very, very different.
0: Was there any games that stood out during your time at Hutch that that you particularly, was it your debut or any games that...
1: <sighs> Have to be my first team debut. You can't really can't really say much more about that. I, my proper debut, I came on against Livingston and it was the Petrofac Cup at the time and that yeah. was you obviously have to class it I don't know if I would say that was my proper debut but coming on against Wraith in the Championship you know just after they'd won the league and stuff that was brilliant to play at Timecastle and stuff um, other than that obviously it was lucky enough to play a few times in the SPL which was brilliant as well and we played a uh, in Space a couple of weeks we played Preston and Everton in pre season and I played in in both those games so obviously coming up against some some top top players that uh, I certainly enjoyed that
0: yeah no that's brilliant after that you had a, a stint where um, I think you went to Hamilton if I'm I'm correct yeah and then um, I went
1: went to Hamilton for a year uh, just. I love my time there as well you know a great group of boys a lot of them have done, done well as well you know Greg Docker was a couple of years older than me Sean Wan Lewis Smith Stephen Boyd you know boys that are playing first team football just an unfortunate year there probably heard it before but in terms of injuries just never really got going you know came in at the end of pre-season so I'd missed that and then just sort of Every time I got up to speed, just felt like I was, you know, just set back again and again. So it was frustrating, but again, a really good club there.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and that led to a stint at Berwick, I believe, um, a team that, that you're becoming quite familiar with this season.
1: Um, yeah, so I spent the last last three, four months of that season at Hamilton on loan there. And again, enjoyed that. You know, that was a totally new experience for as much as I'd sort of played, you know, what you would class as a decent level in terms of you know youth internationals, first team games, going down to League Two for the first time was a bit of a shock. That was a bit of a an eye opener, and you can definitely see why it's so valuable for boys at these clubs to go and do it. Yeah,
0: and and then obviously that brought you to uh, your life in the the Lowland League, which is what myself Chris and Derek obviously covered off. Um, yeah. And my my first um, I first came across you when I was reading through a piece on. The Scottish Lowland website, and and you were picked out as one of the players to watch for for Gala Ferry Dean Rovers, um, because you'd had you made a pretty pretty strong start when you were there. How did you find that Gala? Because that was a, you know, I don't know how familiar you are with the Lowland League before you made that switch to Gala, but
1: you mean a bit. It, it was I absolutely loved my time there. As you say, a, a wee bit sort of unsure in terms. Of it was totally new. It, it was just. The, the pure and simple reason I went there Was that I enjoyed my football there and, and you know to me that was the most important Thing as soon as I stepped out The senior game where it's like right I've I've got a job now I was lucky enough to have A job that I really enjoyed It was like right you know I'm, I'm not overly fussed About playing at this level Playing at that level it was like right I want to go somewhere and enjoy football I, I knew a few of the boys there so I knew It would be a decent standard From the ones I knew but you know I've Pleasantly surprised there's a lot of good quality players in the league. And you know, that was last year, you see this year, it's only getting stronger and stronger, but it it was an eye-opener, you know, that obviously, especially at that time, there was weaker teams in the league, but still it's, there's no sort of easy games, even games that on paper people would look at and say, ah, easy, it's never that straightforward as you've seen. Even up to that point,
0: you'd had a bit of a storied career. You've you've been you can you've played at all sort of different levels, and then came your your stint that you're now and at Kelly. How have you found that switch? Because um, I think you were picked up from as somebody to help strengthen the squad, and I think you've you've definitely done that over the last sort of season and a half. How have you found your time at Kelly?
1: I've loved it. I've loved it. It's it's sort of for me, it's the best of both worlds in terms of it allows you that being part-time you've got a job but also the professionalism I've maybe been used to at, at another sort of level you know it's brilliant and it's only you know towards the tail end of last season when I came in loved it and stuff but obviously we've massively strengthened this year and now now we have got you know a real quality team that in my opinion I'm sure other people's opinions does have players that could play at a higher level that have done in the past so it's uh I've absolutely loved it. You know, the boys, the gaffer, all the coaching staff have been excellent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: before we get into to
0: Kelly and and having a look at the current situation, especially with the, the league coming in an end, what about yourself, Chris? Um, have you got any questions for, for Sean, especially around, he's obviously played that, um, that championship level. Your club played at championship level for a couple of seasons. I'm sure you'll remember. So, <laughs>
1: <A> bit, <laughs>
0: bit
2: cheeky that one. But uh, no, uh, Just in terms of your business, Sean. Obviously, everyone's at home now. Is but obviously, there's folk that have probably lost their job. Are, are you? Are you struggling at the moment in terms of business, or are you? Are you doing well?
1: T- touch wood, I'm all right. Obviously, you know, it's a massive loss of income in terms of. I've not got anyone coming into the gym at the minute, which is obviously a big offset. You know, my my difficulty has been charging clients based on what they can do. You know, because obviously, in normal times, I've got a gym program where people come into the gym, they train for an hour with me, that's a certain price. But what I also offer is an online program, yeah. which is where people don't actually ever meet me as such. It's I send a digital program to them. I send digital nutrition to them and I check in with them every week sort of thing. And I've obviously got a price point for that. And I think a lot of people just assumed when this happened, that I would just move everyone on to that sort of system, which is, you know, great. In theory, it's a drop in money, but it would still be, you know, more than enough. The issue I've found is that obviously, you know, everyone's gym's shut and it's, it's difficult to charge that sort of, price range I was charging for that if people don't have a gym sort of thing but I've been sort of overwhelmed with generosity from a lot of clients and the respect that I've had quite a few who've who sort of paid me despite the fact I'm not doing much for them just now a few who've sort of said you know for you service over the last couple of years i'm going to keep a direct debit to you going so that's been massively sort of appreciated that's been a big help you know that you've made enough of an impact in people's lives that they they feel the benefit to doing that and you know with my online offerings private groups and stuff i'm making sort of enough to keep going the the test of time will be when the gym reopens and sort of the world gets back on its feet to see can people still afford that luxury of a personal trainer kind of thing and you just have to have to kind of hope they can I'm fortunate that a lot of my clients are in jobs or industries that are protected at the minute you know so they can work from home or they're getting their full wage so my take on it hopefully is that they'll miss exercise and when we come out they'll still be in a financial position to do it so that any losses I have just now will sort of be recouped then but as I say, no one really knows, so it's just a case of waiting and seeing.
2: Brian, Sean, and that's really good. Obviously, to to you're obviously doing a, a fantastic job with your work. If there's people, you know, you know, willing to stick with you through this tough time, because it is tough on everyone, obviously. And yeah, I, I did wonder about that personally, obviously, because you know, on one side, it's really great everyone's at home. Uh, they probably will be looking to to keep fit and stuff, but also you know the the flip of the coin is some people might not have the money coming in like they they did have so yeah I I, I thought that would be an interesting interesting to discuss
1: no definitely because as you say as well you know obviously it's a bit technical and I I don't expect everyone to understand but a, a lot of what I charge for online is the programming in itself you know that what I get people to do in the gym is maybe a lot different from what they're used to and obviously I can charge a certain price for that whereas when you're at home you know there is only so many variations of stuff you can do so instantly that price you can charge comes down a lot so it's just it's just getting used to that as I say but as you say you know obviously it's maybe a bit of a tip of the cap to me that I'm doing something right that people are still willing to to pay for that service and the only beauty of it what I can do a lot just now because I've got time is I can check in with people a lot more regularly and you know you'll know yourself. People appreciate that, just a simple message, asking how they're getting on, keeping them motivated kind of thing. And that goes a long way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. agree, mate. And I, I'm sure we'll get into it, like, as Sean mentioned, but uh, you know, I, I, you probably saw yesterday and there's been a lot of reaction, but obviously the, the Stenhouse Muir chairman uh, wants to <laughs> to stop uh, relegation from the, the league for two seasons. I don't know how well that's going to turn out, obviously, because, you know, I've got too many ambitious teams like
1: Kelly. Yeah, and I, th- I think so. Yeah. 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 I can, don't get me wrong, it's not my place to, to get into tit for tat about that. I'm sure you saw a few, few people on Twitter having their own thoughts on that. I just think, you know, I, I get clubs want to protect themselves and I know it's not an easy decision at the minute for the SPFL and whatever way they go, but I think that is very sort of disrespectful towards lower league clubs that kind of just chucks away the money they've spent you know they've invested the time the efforts they've went to and if we're going to have a pyramid system you know you can't just do that you can't you can't just protect those clubs it's i get that it's it's tough financial times for them and i know everyone has their own agenda but i think that's a little bit disrespectful towards the work clubs like brora Kelty, bonnie regista like bsc you know all these clubs are doing the money they're spending the time they're getting it's like well oh sorry, no luck and you know, it might come to that but I think to do that without even a conversation is, uh, is probably not the way I would go
2: No, definitely not and uh, I'm sure uh, Sean will will continue from there
0: Yeah, I uh, no, I was, I was right in there with, with everybody else when uh, with the overreaction I think when that first came out I think anybody who posted on it I felt like I needed to say my part but you know, mm-hmm. having, having slept on it I think it was a bit of a ridiculous notion and I'm sure um, I'm sure it's a statement they regret making to be honest because it's not not going to be one of the proudest moments and mm. I don't think it's a, a realistic proposal but it is what it is eh? and I think it's something that, aye, that that's something we just need to let go by the wayside if that happens I'd, I'd be shocked to be honest um, so yeah, getting back to yourself and, and in particular your time at Kelty. you struggled a little bit with injury at points, um, which has been it's been frustrating to see as a, a fan of the club, especially. But how are you finding it? Because the the club, I think they're doing a pretty decent job of sticking by you whilst you're coming back and you're getting your game time built up, and and you can see the impact you're having when you're on the the field. Does that mean a, a lot to you, as a
1: it's been been brilliant. You know, because I, I was sort of the first six six seven months I was there. I was obviously. Lucky playing every week, you know, I found myself last season, this season, you know, in the team week in, week out. And I just, just had sort of a bad spell of luck as such. You know, I had a hamstring injury, which which happened, you know, it's football, came back, got myself straight back into the team, which I was delighted about. And then just as I sort of started building a bit of momentum up, I had a, I had a weird one. I got a long story, but I got a spider's bite on my leg. <laughs> Which got very badly infected and caused me quite a lot of issues. Uh, so it it's had real issues sort of with my immune system and stuff, which has meant I've just not really had a chance to get to get myself fully back to it and get any sort of rhythm. Cause, you know, it's just wee things, but because it's it's weakened everything, it's, you know, my I get ill a bit more easily, you know, I'm maybe picking up wee knocks and niggles a bit more easily. So it's just about sort of you know, trying to manage that as best as possible. But the the gaffer and stuff have been brilliant. You know, they've been so so reassuring because I know myself, it's frustrating for them as it is for me in terms of it's it's not like a a Dylan where you've got, right, you've got a knee injury. That's that. It's like, it's a silly one. But, you know, they've been brilliant in terms of managing it, you know, building me back up, still getting game time progressively, sort of building it up, you know, keeping in contact with me, you know, not just sort of, oh, this is that, that's that, you know, keeping a chat with me, you know, just to let me know what's going on, what the sort of thought process is. So that's obviously been brilliant in terms of that that the club are, are looking after you so much.
0: At the half midway point through last season, um Barry Ferguson was brought in, how have you found um playing under under Barry? He's got obviously a huge um a huge amount of experience. He's done things a bit differently since taking over, um but, you know, certainly see we'd be seeing that company fruition before this whole coronavirus thing. How have you found playing under under
1: Barry? I've, I've loved it, obviously, you know, for me being probably one of the youngest in the Celtic squad by quite a distance and being a midfielder myself to learn from someone like that's brilliant, you know, he's uh, he's very demanding, but in a way that sort of gets the best out of you, you know, he's really sort of constantly looking out for you and, you know, at his core, as much as, you know, he is demanding. He, he's got the boys back massively, which I, I know everyone appreciates. You know, he is really in it together with us, which is a big thing. Uh, and you can see stuff like the professionalism he's brought to the club, you know, the way we're running stuff. I'm still obviously close with a few boys who are at senior clubs. And I certainly don't don't think we are any worse, run. if anything, maybe better. You know, I, I think that the professionalism we've got is just brilliant. And you see... Obviously, it's certainly not my place to talk about Kelty before, but I think we've definitely kicked on to another level this season. And I think, you know, anyone coming to the games regularly can see that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Especially the way the, the team's gelling. And, and it's good to hear you saying that as well about having your back, because that's a side um, that, that people who come to the games they don't always get to see, because Barry is quite... He can be quite on it at his team to to make sure they're performing well, and we don't always get to see that side of uh, Barry. But whenever you speak to players, it's um, it's always the same sort of similar message, which is going yeah. to hear. Um, and what about? Uh, I've I have to admit I've not had a chance to listen to the the Fash interview that Chris did uh, a couple of days ago yet. So I'm not sure if it's someone he's touched on already. But how how are you finding it, and how is the, the club coping with this? You know the virus outbreak and the fact that there's no football is, is keeping in contact. Or,
1: I guess it's one of those things in terms of, you know I don't think there's anyone in the world that could have been prepared for this. But I, I can only speak. You know the club have been absolutely first class for us. You know we've had regular contact from them, letting them letting us them letting us know sorry, what's going on with the leagues, what's going on with the plan we've to follow financially. You know they've been sort of brand new in terms of the gaffer being the chairman constantly keeping in contact with us letting us know fighting our corner kind of thing and the boys is just the boys in terms of you know we've met up a couple of times and then we've also obviously when we were allowed to and we've also um, you know been keeping in touch on the group chat and stuff like that so it is it's an unusual experience but I think speaking to boys at other clubs you know we're, we're coping with it just as well if not better for them and as I say the club have sort of been first class and everything they've done for us so far dealing with it all
0: with, with everything that's going on just now and the, the lack of football, you said you're still able to get some of your training, your personal trainer stuff done, um, perhaps getting in touch with messaging and things a little bit more frequently than you were before. How else are you, you feeling your time then? I not. I might be wrong, but I've not seen any, sorry, I've seen all these challenges kicking about. I've
1: not seen any come out of Kelty yet, so how are you feeling uh, your, no, your time? No, we've not got, not got our own one, to be honest, <laughs> just about everything. I... Uh, it's been all right this week because I'm probably the nature of my job. I'm always chasing my tail in terms of paperwork, in terms of trying to finish courses, learning and stuff. So it's been it's been all right with that, but I might have to get a new uh, a new box set or something. Get that. Uh, <laughs> we just we've just got a new wee dog, so she's kept us occupied a lot as well. She's up through the night, taking her walks and stuff. So between doing that, keeping fit and stuff, just uh just trying to keep keep myself occupied and productive as best I can.
0: Oh, brilliant! And I suppose my last question, and then I'll turn it over to to Chris and yourself to see if there's anything you want to add in. But what what would you like to see happen when when this is all done? Um, not just in terms of the Lowland League, but um, football wide as far as um, season standings, playing remaining fixtures, that kind of thing. Have you you got your thoughts on it? It's all purely hypothetical, obviously.
1: But what's your your view on it? Okay, it's hard doing it on because as much as it's one of those situations, whatever happens, you know, to a lot of clubs, it'll be the wrong decision. You know, no matter, no matter what they do, there's no way you can sort of universally prepare for this. My my opinion is, I do think it's a little unfair that if leagues get null and voided, you know, looking further afield than us, you know, for Liverpool down south, you know, about to win their first title in 30 years. If the league just gets scrapped after 30 plus games, it, it does seem a bit unfair. In terms of Scotland, that you know, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I think it is definitely a potential for league reconstruction. You know, it's it's not my place to say they have to do this, they have to do that. Yeah. I think it is probably a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity in terms of yes, it's probably overridingly a negative, but I think it probably cuts you a lot more slack in terms of if there was normally voting procedures, you know, time to bed it in. I think this is probably one time you could do it without a lot of that due to the circumstances. Um, I I certainly think, you know, it obviously works both ways because I'm a Hearts fan, so I I can say, oh, the season should be finished (laughs) as it stands. Kelly go up potentially great, but then Hearts go down. I I definitely think, you know, off the suggestions you hear online and stuff, and you see all of them, I think some sort of reconstruction would be the way to go. You know, I'm not saying that would be fair for everyone because I know certainly. However likely it is that the season actually gets finished now, I'm doubtful. But you know, no one within Kelty was sort of disrespectful enough to say that was us one league. And you know, obviously, BSC Bonneragh are yeah. still putting up a challenge. So it's, it's not right for us to say us and Broga should just automatically go up. But however they do it, whether it's playoffs, whether it's a league reconstruction, I do think we should we should at least have that opportunity. You know, because as you know, the clubs invested a lot of time financially getting this squad together. And it it just seems, you know, a bit unfair to just have that scrapped at the sake of protecting the the 42 clubs at all costs kind of thing. I suppose reconstruction
0: would would make Steny quite happy. They they'd get to stay Uh So Uh perhaps that's something you'll see in the Uh the papers next week if we maybe have a listen to this.
2: Just that I'm missing the football, Sean. I'm missing seeing the guys on a Saturday. Uh, I missed it so much yesterday. Like uh, a wee bit sad, but we're getting there, Sean. And... Uh, no, Sean. I've always sort of described you as a bit of a, um, a pit, pit bull in the mid midfield.
1: <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like everyone else, mate, missing the football. I hope you stay safe. I hope your your business and that. And certainly, if you there's anything you know, you need a wee bit of a, a tweet out or anything like, that, just let, let us no, know, I and think, we'll we'll be happy thank to. Thank
1: you very much. It's uh, it's appreciated. And Hopefully, we're we'll back uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah,
2: absolutely. absolutely. Yep, uh, stay safe, pal, and uh, obviously thanks for coming on and you're welcome anytime. I'm sure we'll we'll uh, have a few more chats over the next few weeks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Sean.